Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you could put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Welcome to another episode of Inspirato Projecto. Many of you know that on November 9th, the Irish Aviation Authority... Uh, well, apparently now the Irish Aviation Authority, they, they began investigating UFO sightings reported by a number of planes over Ireland. So, on November 9th at around 7.40, the pilot of British Airways flight number BA-94 from Montreal contacted Shannon Air Traffic Control to ask if there were military exercises taking place in the airspace through which her Boeing 787 was passing. So, here we go. Let's take a listen to this. This is uh, straight out of the... Um, straight out of their, of the radio, of this UFO sighting. So, here we go. Let's check it out. Uh, Shannon, see the line four. Go ahead. Any uh, military traffic you've got right now? Three four decimal two six zero. One three four decimal two six Singapore two five confirm. Showing on either primary or secondary. Okay, it was moving so fast, in fact, you can no longer see it, but yes. Yeah. 990. 505, thank you. Uh, alongside you? Yes. Get to uh, come up on our left hand side and then rapidly veer to the north. Uh, view so bright light and then it's just disappeared at a very high speed. I'm still just wondering. It didn't think it was a uh, likely collision course, you're just wondering what that could have been. Meteor or another object making some kind of re-entry. Appeared to be multiple objects following the same sort of trajectory. Uh, very bright where we were. Okay, that's copied. And uh, is there a direction it was going in or anything? Right, it's copied. Thank you. And the Virgin 76 uh, also saw that in our 11 o'clock position. Uh, two bright lights. Roger, that's copied. Thank you. Glad it wasn't just me. So there you go. These folks uh, 
came across something up in the sky. And there you have it. November 9th. What? Uh... I'm watching a video on Twitter right now, and uh, it says, what, UFO? And it's crazy. Oh, my God. This video is astonishing. First, these two lights just start, start dropping, like they look like they're falling out of the sky. Look at They're moving along. Whoop. And then, okay, so there's one moving along. Another one appears out of it, and all of a sudden they start going curving, curving down, moving down. There are all these people on the beach looking at this now. Curving down, they stop. They stop in midair, and then another one forms, another one forms. They just appeared out of, out of just invisibility, four of them. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Incredible. Wow, wow. I had an, uh, uh, an incredible conversation with Reverend Mark today. I learned a lot about him that I wondered about. And now things were, in addition to being confirmed, they were super confirmed. Extra things were added upon what I was curious about. Uh, this guy has done exorcisms. He uh, is basically kind of like a ghostbuster. Like he can banish bad ghosts in areas. Uh, he can dream travel. He's been abducted. He, I, he's got a lot of stories, and so he's just now starting to tell these stories to people. It always seemed like, in all my interactions with him, it seemed like there was something else hiding up the sleeve, something that he was just reluctant to say. Now, I'm seeing, maybe this is what it is. Now it's time to talk about these. It's time to talk about this stuff. Now's the time. So, now's the time, now's the time, now's the time. To tell your story. Now's the time. Now's the time, Reverend Mark. Ideally, I'll have him on the podcast talking about it. Or the radio show. Either way. Either way, he's ready to tell his stories. I'm ready to have him share them. I'm ready to be astonished. I'm ready to share that astonishment with you. I'm ready for you to be equally astonished. Etc., etc., and so forth, all the way down the line. I just learned some puzzling news about Plotagon.com. This reminds me of what happened at Bitstrips.com. Bitstrips was a site where you could you could create your own comics on it, and oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was so fun to translate my art style into this kind of program. 
Oh man, I had so much fun. And then uh, they ended up selling the app to, or making an app out of it or something, and then selling it to Facebook. And then that's where we got to see all of those cartoons that people had on their banners and everything, on their cover photos. That was that was Bitstrips. And now Bitstrips, the what it used to be, no longer exists. Now, then I ended up finding Plotagon, which is an animation site where you can animate stuff, add voices. Well, you know, Plotagon seems to be turning in this direction. Looks like they're going to start charging 42 bucks a month or $500 a year for companies to utilize this. And, I mean... So much of our stuff is saved on here. So I gotta, I gotta go. Um, I gotta download all this stuff. I mean, these are archives here. Hmm. So crazy. I want to utilize Platagon for uh, the Bagani film. So crazy that it's that it's disappearing. This just teaches me so much about, you know, nothing, the, everything moves, everything changes, everything morphs. It does not always stay the same. And this is why that take, you know, that whole phrase of like taking things for granted is so true. I mean, it's, we cannot take stuff for granted. You don't know how long it's going to stick around. Looks like they're giving us until December 31st to download this stuff. I don't know if that means that the rest of it's going to disappear or what, but this is so strange. I'll uh, for those of you who were on Plotagon, I would suggest get on there now. Log in uh, and download your stuff. That's the newest news update. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Here's your fun fact. The blinking light at the top of the Capitol Records Tower spells out the word Hollywood in Morse code. And it has done so since the building's opening in 1956. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Today is another day filled with mysteries, unknown surprises, exciting synchronicities, and plenty of opportunities for hearing lots of great news and creating lots of great news. Become the media. Create the news. Create the news. Display your imagination. Give your imagination a chance. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Imagine, the, imagine this. Imagine the imagination is a very excited kid who's so happy to ride all the rides. And you could just let them go free at Disneyland. They want to eat all the candy, eat all the food they want. Let them go. Unbridled. No leashes. Just... That's imagination right there. Unbridled joy. I saw that term earlier today on Twitter. Something about unbridled joy. And it made me realize 
How often do we hear people discussing what they are unbridledly joyful for? Or joyfully, unbridledly (laughs) pursuing or allowing to flow through them, as it were. How often do we hear those discussions of unbridled joy? When was the last time you had a discussion about your unbridled joy? What are you joyful about? What is your unbridled joy? Is it chocolate? Is it collecting shoes? Is it jumping out of airplanes? Is it swimming? Is it climbing trees? Is it jump roping? Is it painting? Is it playing Uno? What could it be? What is it? What is that unbridled joy of yours? That might be something fun to write down. Unbridled joy. Write down what you are unbridledly joyful for. What is it? Write it down. It'd be very interesting to find out what that is for you to look at and look at and just digest it. That's the mirror that's looking back at you. That's the mirror you're looking back at you. Interesting. Interesting. This this thought uh, popped into my brain is that uh, the folks in our lives, if we are to be, if we are to continue to play with the idea that the people in our lives are different reflections of ourselves, different aspects of ourselves, well, then certainly, what that must, what that means is that when when there's a, an unfavorable uh, 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 interaction that we might have with someone out there in the world, something where. You know, there's some argument occurring, some kind of, some kind of uh, 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 friction going on. There's that. What is that friction? Well, if we are to believe that every person is a fra- is a fraction of ourselves, is a, is a uh, another mirror of our b- dazzling prism, then what that means is the thing that we are. Uh, itchy about is the itch that we need to scratch with our ourself. We hear about this all the time. So it's it's what it's doing is it's giving us, it's showing us a mirror reflection of the things that we have not yet worked out with ourselves, issues that we have not yet neutralized, so to speak. And, and ironed out all the wrinkles of, taken all the electricity out of. That's the thing, we wanna, we wanna take all that electricity uh, that's held within those particular memories that are not serving us, that are not moving us forward. Because that energy that's trapped in there, I mean, that's energy that could be unlocked and utilized towards areas that will just really, really work out well for us. So every time we come across something like that, we now are given an opportunity to look back into our brains and go, why am I having an issue with this? Why is this popular phrase now, trigger? Why is this triggering me? And you can go, oh, that's right. And you lead it back to that time 
where you had that kind of confrontation, where you didn't like that. Now you can sort of confront that demon. You're looking at that thing in the mirror. Now you're, you're able to give it love and go, okay, that happened. Let's get past it. Because, because otherwise, what's happening is having, having those those pieces of that, that weight, you know, having those pieces of, um, yeah, that you're that you're dealing with there. There, those are blockades. Those are things that are that are that are holding the light from really shining through, from really blasting through. And as you know, when all channels are open, it just can just flow. It can just blast open so um, it's like this, it's a light switch on, off, yes, no when it's dark you don't see anything, you're bumping into stuff stubbing your toe, cracking your skull uh, yes we're turning the light on, now you've got current flowing through now I got current flowing through. The more yeses, the more light, the brighter, the faster it can go through. I will talk more about this later as I am now nearing... Uh, uh, we're going to go pay some rent. It's Superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. So I just uh, stopped at the uh, pet store to get some special treats. Um, and I always like to ask them if they happen to have samples in there. Cat food samples. And, uh, and they give them to me, which is awesome. And so I was asking a lady, I said, hey, do you have any animals? She said, oh, yeah, I've got some dogs. I have some dogs and uh, I have a couple of birds. And I'm like, What? You have birds. What kind of birds? I have a parrot and a, a parakeet. And I'm like, okay, do these things talk? She says, yes, one of them does. And I said, have they ever said anything to you that freaks you out? Anything that, you know, you're just going, wait, what did you just say? And she said, this one time I was coming into, it was late at night, and I was going down the stairs, and uh, I hear this, watch out, watch out. And he scared me. He scared me. And it, it was it was the the bird, and he just went back to eating his food. And I thought, this is crazy. Your bird, your bird played a prank on you. Yes, that bird. I think he did that because the the bird the, the, that bird never liked me. That bird never liked me. Oh, so you think it was it was. Uh... It was, it was, it, so it totally was, prankster, playing a hoax on you. Yes, I think, um, I think the bird was very, I think the bird was just very smart with what it was doing. It was trying to, um, ask, scare me, and uh, I think make me go, ah, and run into, into my room, and back to, uh, to, to the bedroom, uh, where I keep uh, the uh, flamethrower, you know, this thing is a... Flamethrower? Yeah, it's a... Um, yes. Oh, a flamethrower? Yeah, I keep the... So the flamethrower is under my bed. I said, I'm out there, I grab my flamethrower, and I said, 
Okay, you, you burglar. Okay, you burglar. I'm going to see you in my whole house on fire. And the bird is just chuckling. The bird, the, the bird in the cage was, it was just chuckling. It was just chuckling there. It was eating his, uh, his uh, sunflower seeds and daughter uh, bird food. And he's just chuckling at me. I don't know why this bird hates me so much. I give it food. I give it love. I give it attention. I even made it out of this cage once in a while. And so you ran down there with your flamethrower? I say, yes, you burglar. You go out of my house, you bandit. You midnight bandit. Get out of this house here. And where... So you didn't see anyone then? No, I didn't see anybody. But I tell you, it's, uh, he scared me. I feel I have a large, uh, grande, uh, a blood, pre- blood, blood pressure. This blood ple- pressure. Oh, the blood pressure. See. Wow, so you, you, you scared him away with the flamethrower. No, there is no bandit in the house. It was the bird. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. The bird, bird did it. Yeah, the bird did it all by himself. That is, it's amazing. So, um, what did you do then? Well, I, since I was near, near the kitchen, I was right there near the kitchen because the stairs, they come right down past the, the kitchen and the bird is right there in the kitchen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I figure I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, 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 a gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna make a sandwich, a burrito sandwich. What's a burrito sandwich? Well, it's just like what you think it might be. You put, you make your 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 tamale, and then you, it's in the bread, it's in the burrito, and then you, you 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 put it in between two pieces of bread, and there you go. You got your burrito sandwich. You put lettuce on it, you know. Sounds good. Yeah, so I had the burrito sandwich, and then I go upstairs, put my flame, flame drawer away, and I go to sleep. That is an incredible, incredible story. All right, we're about to take the Oliver and Gonzo down the hallway. You guys ready? You guys ready to go for a little, little jaunt? Come on, you gotta move out of the way. You gotta give me space to open the door. Yeah. Give me space here to open the door. Hold on, you don't have to squeeze through. Just let me open the door. There you go. All right, guys. We're free. Come on, let's go. Let's go for a little walk. play here. Oliver, every time I make him make a step forward, he runs forward three or four steps. Then he looks behind him to see if I'm following him. Gonzo, Gonzo's behind me. All right. We're going down the hallway. Which way are you going? You're going off to the left? Cool. Sunbeam. Big sunbeam. That's cool, huh? 
Got a note this time. 11-11. Ooh, 11-11 a.m. I gotta remember this big old sunbeam comes through this window. That's cool. Gonzo. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hey there. Yeah. Hi, Oliver. You enjoying your time? Quite an exploration, isn't it? Don't, don't go, don't go down the stairwell. Nope. I smell garlic in the hallways. Come on, guys. Let's let's get let's get out of this hallway. Let's get let's get out of the stairwell. Let's get out of the stairwell. Come on, come on. Oops. No, let's go back that way. Go back that way. Go back this way. Come here. You guys keep wanting to go up that staircase. I can't do that. We're not doing that one today. I think that's a two human job. That's a two human job. Okay, hold on. In there we go. In we go. In we go. Wonderful journey time. Oh, wonderful journey time. Thank you, at home viewers, for following us along in this very harrowing episode of Hallway Investigations. Brought to you by Inspirato Projecto and Associates and Affiliates. The propaganda and agitation drones of the Miklam Marketing Department have for years uh, led us to believe the notion that Miklam itself has been ingrained into our genetics ever since a very specific moment in our evolution as a species. Primitive human Fatigued from a hungry day of hunting, finally satiated by a belly of delicious, freshly cooked meat product, begins to act a fool. And the rest is history. The Meat Clown Meat Solution. Not the first, won't be the last. But the reality of it is, you can order anytime from www.meatclownbuttons.bigcartel.com. It's Meat Clown approved. So the whole the whole thing of the winery is that people go there and they they yeah, are around these exotic animals thing. or something. Yeah, this girl at work was telling me about it. She's like, oh, I thought that was kind of a cool idea. She's like, even though I'm kind of like against that, you know, the wild animals being, um, you know, enclosed like that. And she's like, and then I found out through my friend that they said they evacuated their animals and they didn't. And the fire came pretty close to it. And they just left the giraffe behind like that. I don't know if they left any other animals. Behind. That's crazy. But it's like, if you're going to take that responsibility, you should have, you should know that there's fires out here and you should have some kind of evacuation 
you know, procedure for emergencies. Yeah, and there should be some kind of, like, I feel like there's just should be some kind of consequence to the people who leave, who do something like that. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I wonder if PETA knows about this. I mean, what do you, you know, like, what's the consequence? It's like something they already did. You know, they can always say, well, the draft didn't die. See, the draft didn't yeah. die. And they're like, dude, yeah. <laughs> like, you left the draft there with these blazing fires around. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's crazy. That's, that's even I know. allowed. The draft should be taken away from them, really. Yeah. Wow, man. See, when you hear stuff like this, it's just so... Folks, please send emails. Uh, there's a... I forgot where this petition went. Henry the Giraffe. It's floating around on Facebook. Henry the Giraffe. They left him there. They evacuated a lot of animals, left him there while the fires blazed out here in California. Folks are, there's some talk out there about these energy weapons that they've been attaching to the noses of airplanes, and uh, there's something going on. These fires, if you see some of these fires, the fires are houses, not even necessarily even, I mean, there there are, there are those parts where it is the the land as well. However, it's like a lot of houses. There are a lot of a lot of interesting photos out there of uh, bird's eye views of these house of these of these places that were burned by the fire, but only the houses are burned, and there's like all this greenery around them and stuff. There are are obviously those places where the whole forests were burned down, and the murmuring is that uh, I guess there was this train bullet train that they want to build i guess that's supposed to go from the uk out to here out to los angeles or something or is that from new york to los angeles there's there's a specific path the exact path people have discovered is where these fires were the path that they that they plan on building this bullet train um very suspicious stuff out there so I guess the question is, when we hear news like this, when things like this happen, how does this affect our personal reality paradigm experience? When we let that information in and then we define how we feel about that information, what then? One might wonder, if we are the architects of our reality experience, why do we offer ourselves? Why would we choose? that? This would be an interesting question to 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 go down the rabbit hole of why why would we choose why would our higher minds choose to give this particular avatar in this life why would they choose to give them these kinds of stories to hear this kinds of this kind of news to read is there a craving does it stir something within us? Is there, a, is there a certain craving that we have for hearing bad news? What if we were only given the good news? What if we were only given the 
all the excitements, all the discoveries, all the curiosities that were that were that were pursued and 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 followed and given birth to would people would do you think that'd be fun it'd be seeing, see fun to see how the populace would react would they go oh yeah this is nice but i want something different as we've been talking a lot you know every dog has its day uh This will come to pass. What I've noticed is there will be an overcompensation once once a certain see this is interesting once a, once enough people of a particular let's say identity or a particular um, group culture whatever you get enough of them they protest protest protest. Then that start ra- starts raising questions in other people's brains. They see that, oh, what's that? Hmm. Oh, maybe I sh- maybe I should think about that. Hmm. Oh, that's a, that's a lens. That's perspective. Hmm. I haven't, you know, I'm feeling lost in my life. I need a, a, an identity to latch onto. Let's do that. Let's do that. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. Lean heavily into this thing. Now, what happens is media starts seeing stuff like this, and they go, oh. Oh, there's a lot of momentum moving in this direction. Let's start plugging that into this. The news starts reporting more of it. Bah, 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 bah. Then people start figuring out ways of making money off it. And so they start going in that direction. Oh, this particular group, there's not enough, you know, movies with these with these folks, enough of them. Let's put more of them into these movies. Let's make it really apparent that we really care about this. Let's let's raise our virtue signal as loud as we can. Let's screech it. Let's screech that virtue signal. See, we stand up for the marginalized. See, we stand up for the. If you think about it, any sort of, any sort of obsession, uh, 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 geek outery, um, Is, is is a marginalized thing until it becomes more apparent. When is something not marginalized? When it when what 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 is the moment where the marginalized becomes the completely apparent? More and more 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 directions are moved into that direction. More and more 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 interest goes in that direction. Momentum builds. Momentum builds. And before you know it, the world is now paying major attention to it. One of the big things I've noticed is that uh, through the years I've noticed how more bizarre, more like YouTube, I'll see commercials on YouTube or if I'm over at someone's house and they happen to, if, you know, it's a Super Bowl party, we see those commercials. I've noticed these commercials, this media has has gotten more and more surreal, more and more absurd, more and more embraceive, embraceive. Don't be invasive, be embraceive. <laughs> Don't be invasive. Be embraceive. Embraceive of rea- of of surreality, of absurdity. A lot more unapologetic things that are just happening. Look at what's going on with Adult Swim. Adult Swim is really flying the freak flag on that one. Beacon, beaconizers, the beaconizers, the bellwethers. The bellwethers. 
the Bellwethers. It's like, ring, 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 ring. I've noticed this. And at first, folks are like, yeah, I hear it, but I'm not listening. And then, you know, eventually someone goes over there. I'm like, okay, well, let me see what's going on over here. Oh, what is this? And other people go, hey, what's that? There's someone over there looking at something. Hey, I'm going to go over there. You got two or three people now. And then someone else goes, hey, what's that? What, I got to see that. got to go over there. Everything is a, quote, marginalized, unquote, thing. Marginalized, marginalized. Hmm. marginalized I had a discussion with Philly Ocean about this before about accents, accents, dialects I love the different sounds that voices can make I love it, Enya, oh my god, I would blast that on the when I lived, when I was going to uh, Columbia College, holy cow Enya, all those voices I, I just love melodies and I loved my accents and dialects class at Columbia College. Susan Philpot, she taught us all about that stuff. I loved it. Greek. This is the closest Greek Greek kind of accent. I is a terracotta basin. Is a one side is bigger than the other. The the one side the one side is bigger than the other. Is a terracotta basin. The so one side is bigger than the other. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. It was so fun stretching those. And I've always loved doing impressions. It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. So, having said that, if that accent is, if particular accents, see, it seems like there are particular accents that are okay, that are just fine. I could be like, hello there. Give me my tea and crumpets. And you, you will not, like, I don't think I've ever seen protests from the Brits going, we don't all love our tea and crumpets. This is very, you know, stereotypical. We don't always love our tea and crumpets. Preposterous. Quite preposterous. Mm. Uh... Irish, always made fun of for, for drinking too much. I haven't seen protests for that, saying we don't all love to drink. I haven't seen... Um, you know, so we can get away with, with doing certain accents. Yo, hey, Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, what the fuck are you doing, Jimmy? Hey, Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm from New York. Right, we can do that all day long. We're not going to have New Yorkers going, hey, we don't all talk like that. So... Or hipsters, right? We haven't had any protests from hipsters. People, they, there's always like the new thing to take a dump on. Until at some point, those people then protest. What have you? Whatever. Germans? I'm German. I hear the terrible things people say about Germany. For Germans, you know, they all want to assume that we're Nazis. I haven't protested yet. <laughs> I mean, you know? So I asked Phil, I said, well, what accents are the ones where, you know, at what time does it be, at what point does it become dicey territory? Do people start saying you racist or, you know, you shouldn't do that? He's like, well, I think it's probably the societies that are marginalized. And so that made me wonder, okay, at what point 
do we define a society as marginalized? At what point do they want to start making a, an agreement that they're marginalized? What's the value of, of viewing yourself as marginalized? What's the value in that? I wonder. Um, since we're all from the great beyond, we all have the capabilities of doing astounding things. Now, yes, I'm saying this here, sitting here, and I'm not living in some crazy third world country where there are bombs and all kinds of crazy stuff going on around me. However, I'd like to believe that if the universe works this way for me here, it works works for everyone everywhere. And that, you know, as difficult as it may seem in their realities, they would still, you know, they're... they're there, there, there would still exist the possibilities of them getting out of those situations, things coming about that could lift them out of that that sort of reality situation. So, what is wh when when do we define something as marginalized? All the unseen things too. Because there are buttloads of unseen things that we don't know about. For instance, I was reading about, there's a whole culture, it was brought to my attention. Uh, one of my Miklan representatives went to this bizarre, this, I don't know if it was a festival or what. They blocked off a particular street in San Francisco. And uh, he happened to be in town. And uh, his... His wife goes, hey, well, let's let's go check this thing out. So they went went down the street and they went to go check it out for this, you know, all kinds of things. I mean, it's like it was like all kinds of fetishes, all kinds of uh, uh, just, you know, the, the, the deepest sort of darkest stretches of the brain in all kinds of directions. He said there was a part where he walked past this area and it stunk so bad. And he's like, what the hell? And he realized it was an area. There's a whole culture of people out there who wear diapers who dress like babies. Um, there are companies that make these adult diapers, you know, uh, because these people want to, they want to act like babies. They want to poop in their pants and all this stuff. Uh, there are people on Twitter. It, I, I was like, is this really something? So I went down a rabbit hole and sure enough, there are, this is happening. I don't see protests from those folks saying, Hey, you know, we have rights too. We want to be able to walk around. That's no fair. It says no shirt, no shoes, no service. Well, guess what? I am a baby man. I'm a baby man. And this is my baby wife, baby woman, wife. I'm a baby man. I'm a baby man husband to this baby woman wife. And we wear diapies. And we go barefooties. And we and we go nakey, we nakey. We know wear shirties. <laughs> uh, see, at what point is a group okay to be not made fun of? These these are the th these are the things one thinks about. Now, how much do we think about this stuff? How much do we want to think about this stuff? Um, do we want to constantly walk through life not showing, giving, offering people, offering others reflections to, to see reflections of themselves that they can now choose to either confront 
like, is it a point of like, let's see, how should, how should I put it? So let's say, okay, so here, here, let's say, let's say you got people on Saturday Night Live making fun of the, the people who wear diapers and, uh, they want to be tucked in and they, they sleep in a bed that looks like a big crib and whatever, go down the big rabbit hole as far as, as you want. They got big stuffed animals, all this stuff. Um, if for it's it's for some point, I'm sure it'd be okay to make you know joke about it, make light of a situation. This was what happens when we come across things that we just can't wrap our brains around, or that are surreal to us, or an in perspective that just doesn't go. It's just like a putting the triangle into the square hole kind of thing. So that happens now. I got a couple of things here. Number one, number one, that group. Okay, so let's say a person who wears diapers all the time, sleeps in the bed in the in the crib. They hear these, you know, someone making light of this situation. That person wears the diapers. Can either go. They can actually look at that information. They embrace it. And they go. Wow, that's actually true. That's very true. Yeah. All the stuff you're saying is true. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there you go. No offense. No offense taken. Why? Because they they go, yeah, I do wear diapers. Yeah, I do crap in my pants. Yeah. I do walk around barefoot. Yeah, I do. That's something that I do. And they own up to it. Um, now they're like, yeah. Now what they've done is they've taken that power away from those who go. I can't. I can't wrap my brain around that. That's just crazy. There you go. No more issues. No more issues. Now the next thing I want to know is if those people never, if th that group never stands up and says, "Hey, you know, you got to accept us for what we are, and we want to, we want to be able to walk around in, you know, wherever we want in America." bare-chested, barefoot, and, you know, I notice your, um, I notice that your, uh, you don't make accommodations for people who ride in strollers. Like, yeah, I like your bar and all, but where do we park my stroller? Where, where are we going to park my stroller? There's no room here. I don't, like, you need to accommodate me. I also want to see in bathrooms, I want to see baby changing stations. Where big enough for me, because you guys don't have them big enough. If you even have a, a baby changing station. But if you do have one, chances are it's too small. It's not going to fit me. That's that's a newborn, you know, that's a kid who, kid who's still wearing diapers. That ain't me. That ain't my thing. I got a different thing going on. I'm a human. And I poopy and I poopy in my diapies. <laughs> I need a baby changing sta a baby man changing station here in this all all genders allowed bathroom. I need my baby changing station. It's my right. I identify with five years five with uh Two, two years old. 
I identify with two years old. Me, me, me likey two years oldie. Me likey. I'm curious if they talk to each other in the baby, in the baby language. So their language, they've, hmm. I can imagine so they, they successfully boil down their language to just ba, ka, ta, la, ba, na, sa, fa, you know. So at what point does does that kind of become marginalized? So it brings me to this idea of like, what is, quote, okay? What are you going to get yelled at and what are you going to not get yelled at when you're impersonating things? If I'm talking like this, hello there. Oh, I'm looking for me gold. Oh, I'm looking for me gold. Have you caught me gold for me? I followed the rainbow. Now I need me gold, huh? Where's me gold, hey? Where's me gold? And while we're at it, where's me pint? <laughs> oh, right. The pint of me going here is to have a pint. The pint of me following this rainbow is to grab me gold and have a pint. The pint of it is to have a pint. Have a pint. Oh, the first round is on me. The first round is on me when I go to the pub. Right, I got me gold, the golden bars here. I take them with, with me to the uh, to the pub, to the pub, and I pay for everyone's, pay for everyone's pilsners. Right, pay for their pints. That's cool. Now, if I'm like, <clears throat> if this is, is this, will this offend you? So like, I was like standing there like. In this park, right? And we're like, we're hanging out, having a barbecue, having like this party out there, right? On a Sunday, right? So, like, my friend, he said to me, he's like, you go out there, you get the frisbee, and like, we're going to be like, like playing frisbee in this this big field here, right? So I say, okay, that sounds good, right? So I grab my tecate, and I go out there, and we're like throwing these frisbee. Is that one okay? Is this one okay? Now, one time, this, you're really going to like this star. You're really going to like this star. One time, I was climbing a tree, right? This was a tall tree. Now, this was a real tall tree. And I'm going up that tree. And I'm going branch by branch. Leaf by leaf. Branch by branch. Limb by limb. And by gone by golly. I get to the top of that tree, and I'm looking at the top, and I'm going, I'm on top of the world. Right then, I hear a cursing at, and I'm bouncing all the way down that tree. I'm going, am I going to live this one, or am I going to die this one, yeah? So, is that accent okay? How about this one here? Is this accent here okay for me to talk here? Is this one here? Would you like a donut here? Donut here. This one, this crispy donut here. This one have sprinkly flavors here. Okay. So this this donut here, this one here, it tastes very good when you when you when you dip this kind of donut into the coffee. 
Do you like this coffee? You dip it into the coffee and you soap it up like a, like a sponge. Okay. And you, uh, and, uh, you dip it in there. And uh, when you dip it in there, you, uh, you sponge it, right? You sponge it with the coffee. And then you drink, and then you drink it. You, you, it's like, it's like, you, it's like you uh, uh, eating your drink. You, it's like you, it's like you, you, you are eating your drink. Is that accent okay? Is this one all right? Is this one all right? <clears throat> Uh, how about this one? Let's see, 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 and growing up over there, I found, uh, I found that uh, many of the girls I grew up going to school with, a lot of those girls, they ended up uh, working on the red light district on, over there. And it would, uh, I would start wondering who, why is this lady going over here, right? And uh, you you have a good job uh, working at the at the McDonald's. And so why are you going over here to this to this red light district? Uh, I mean, do you like tourists or something? Do you like tourists or something? So that one's okay, right? Is that one okay? How about this one? <clears throat> <clears throat> Yo, so I was like kicking it with my homies, right? We was like break dancing, on con, on We was like break dancing. I put down a beat. I'm going, and then all of a sudden, yo, what's up? This is your friend Ice T. Boy, have I got some crazy, crazy shit for you. My buddy here, what's your name? Harlem. Okay, that's my buddy Harlem. We're out here breakdancing. All right, boys, get down to it. I'm a breakdancing maniac. I'm a break, I'm a break, I'm a break, I'm a break. Breakdancing, break, 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 breakdancing, a breakdancing maniac. Yo. I love me, I love me my wife Coco. Yo, yo, I love me my wife Coco. I got to tell you, even though my name's Ice Tea, I do like to drink a warm tea every once in a while. I like to put some lemon on it, and boy, do I love me my honey. But ain't ain't no my ain't no ain't no amount of honey I put on that ice on that ice tea uh, on that hot tea. Ain't no amount of honey. That just ain't gonna compare with the sweetness of my lady Coco. No, no. I'd be loco. I'd be loco if I didn't say that about Coco. 
Is that accent okay? Is that accent okay? How about this one? And this uh, one time I was uh, walking th uh, through the Eiffel Tower, right? I was um, I was um, walking through the Eiffel Tower, and uh, the uh, the t the tourist uh, was there, and uh, he said uh, he said uh, uh, Philippe, and I say, oui, and uh, he said Philippe, um, would you like uh, uh, the uh, uh, would you like a uh, uh, Danish right? And I said, I like this Danish, right? It uh, uh, feels it feels uh, very very good. It feels very good to uh, to eat this Danish uh, because because uh, the Danish is so very uh, flaky, right? It's very very flaky, and. Uh, and uh, it it uh, crumbles. It crumbles in the finger um, when you you take it apart. You can you can uh, pull. You 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 can pull uh, the uh, the um, uh, the pastry. Yeah, okay, right. The pastry. Yeah. You, uh, you pull it apart. And before, before you know it, you are chewing on it, and it tastes so good. Okay, it tastes so good. You are chew, you are, you are, are chewing on it. I munch, 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 and it tastes so good. Okay, it tastes very, very good. And the, and then you you just wash it down, right? You just wash it down with uh, the the baguette. Okay. You wash it right down, a little um, un peu uh, le sucre, uh, oui, uh, un peu uh, le, uh, le, le sucre, uh, on, um, uh, uh, un fouet de papier, uh, un fouet de uh, uh, pastry. Uh, uh, if you understand uh, what this uh, say. So okay, out of all of those, which ones are okay to do? It's a quiz show. Which accents are okay to do? Which dialects are okay for you? Which accents? <laughs> which? Accents are okay to do. Which accents are okay, 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 okay to do, do, okay to do, okay do. Which accents? Are okay to do. Which dialects are the good? 
Which dialects are the best ones for you? Wait, hold on, there's something there that I'm missing. Oh yeah, what's that? You're breaking my heart. You're breaking my heart. What is that? Where did that come Me, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. If you happen to know, if you happen to know, you're breaking, you're breaking my heart. Oh, yeah, anyway. That's good. There we go. Which accent, which accents are 
Which accents are okay to do? Which dialects are the best ones for you? Best ones for you? Four thirty two HZ, baby. Which accents are okay to do? Which dialects are the best ones for you? Which accents are okay to do? Which dialects are the best ones for you? Do you feel marginalized? Do you feel attacked? Do you feel specialized? What makes you want to fight back? Knows. Which accents are okay to do? Which accents are the 